As I mentioned, it's been a big night this evening on Kaleidoscope. We've had uh, several live musical guests, and uh, now I want to introduce you all to a friend of mine, a really great local artist. His name is Eric Schonborn. Eric, welcome. Thank you. Hello. Very glad to have you here. Um, you are, are a podcaster and a visual artist. Uh, you you do like so many cool things. Um, I want to start off talking about your drawing. Um, when did you when did you really get started you know making art is it something that you've been doing for as long as you can remember or was there a point where you said yeah i want to i want to draw things um i think like all kids you know you start out you know your parents just want to keep you busy so they just give you paper and crayons so that's pretty much where i started and i guess i had a talent for it because a lot of people would always say well you should be an artist when you grow up and uh, I was always like, no, I'm going to be an inventor or an astronaut or something like that. Uh, so it's not something I ever really pursued until probably around the age of 10 or 11. Uh, and actually, it's because I got into comic books. <laughs> and, uh, you know, like I fell in love with like the whole comic book worlds and universes. And, and then I started slowly realizing that people make these (laughs) (laughs) they're not just these things that come out fully formed right yeah uh yeah there's guys behind that that do that stuff um so that's really i think for me when i started getting more into learning how to do it better or at least just practicing more um and so yeah i mean that's pretty much it for me I, i just started drawing all the time and i think probably around yeah probably around 11 or so is when I said, I want to be a comic book artist when I grow up. And so that's pretty much when, you know, I've just been doing it nonstop since then. When you said you fell in love with the world of comics, was there a particular a particular book or a particular hero or, or artist that, that just really hit you that said, yeah, I want to do this? Uh, for me, it was the X-Men. Nice. Um, but definitely it was uh, the... I'm going to nerd out on everybody here. It's all good. <laughs> it was the uh, Frank Miller, Chris Claremont Wolverine miniseries, of which the current movie is loosely based on. Uh, but I saw Frank Miller's art, and it was so crisp and clean and dynamic and cinematic. And, I mean, I was 10 or 11 or whatever, and none of those words meant anything to me. But I could still feel it, you know, while reading that book. And I would start just tracing you know, panels and the covers and pinups and stuff from that book. And it's kind of actually sort of how I learned about the language of comics and realizing that it's not just stick figures and, you know, there's actual anatomy and architecture to a drawing, you know. And drawing the human form is, it it takes a, a talent and an attention to types of movement and things like that. Um, do you find that, that reading comic books has made you more attuned to kind of the way, the way, you know, you have to position a, a person, you know, to make it look as if they're moving or walking or something like that? Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, movies also help uh, with that, you know, and, and I've become definitely a, a moving nerd, you know, in the past 10 years or so. Uh, and it's all just about storytelling. And, you know, honestly, it's, I don't really pursue my interest in, in wanting to make comic books anymore because it is such a specialized skill that I don't have. Um, and part of it is, you know, that 
where do you place the figures in relation to other figures and objects and make it look like they're in motion and it's fluid and it you know goes from panel to panel you know page to page you know and it's it's a lot of hard work to do and i mean uh, i i wasted my 20s (laughs) (laughs) and uh you know part of that was just you know not not focusing enough on myself to to learn how to do that properly i could still do it but it is a very difficult thing to to continue to try to do uh, and I have the utmost respect for everyone who can do that kind of thing. Well, when I think about it, it's, you know, there's there's the the artist skill set of that. And then there's the writing skill set. And those are two, two very um, highly complex skill sets on their own. But then to put them together, that's, that's quite another thing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, uh, and it's weird because as an artist, you, a comic book artist at least, you have to know how to tell a story you have to get into a writer's mindset to know what they're thinking in order to interpret it whereas someone who's writing a comic could actually just write a comic and hand it to someone (laughs) to make the art not know you know everything that would need to go into it to make sense understandable yeah i I, yeah because you could tell the basic story and then say hey artist interpret this for me (laughs) yeah but as an artist you've got you've got both of those jobs sort of wrapped up into one right and i mean we're getting super nerdy here but (laughs) uh you know it is like the marvel style of comics Mm -hmm. which is you know the writer basically sort sort of makes a plot outline and then the artist has to fully flesh out everything from that point and then they go back in and add the words later you know (laughs) Now, what are you what are you doing this day, these days? I know that you you do a lot of commission work, and um, you've been doing. Actually, let's talk about your sketch a day project because I I love this, and I really admire you for doing doing this. Um, as I was as I was saying uh, before we got on the air, this is the kind of thing that I think about doing, and I maybe do it for two days. And it was a really it was a good effort to do it for two days. But you've been you've been going for quite a while. Um, well, like I said earlier, um, I did sort of just waste my twenties, you know, uh, I wasn't really pursuing art that much. Uh, I always drew here and there, but I was never doing anything productive and it was actually kind of depressing. Uh, and so two years ago, uh, I just felt the need that I needed to be producing something, something that I can show people, you know, good or bad, you know, just as long as it was out there. Uh, and so I started, I was just looking at, you know, browsing the internet and I saw a lot of other artists out there doing, you know, daily sketches on posting them. And I was like, well, yeah, that's something I could do, you know, uh, and I get myself, you know, some ground rules and they're very loose ground rules, but you know, I, I have to spend at least 10 minutes, you know, on a sketch, uh, you know, about once a week I try to do something in color, um, but, you know, it was just a way for me to actually work. And, like, it gave me a lot of structure, and I did it for about a year. Uh, and then I was like, well, you know, I, I made it to a year. I'm done. <laughs> I can take all this energy that I've done and, and you know, focus it on bigger projects and, and work on, you know, something grander that maybe I don't show all the steps I have. I get there, but it's going to be something. And then I did nothing with it. <laughs> <laughs> And so uh, this past February, uh, I decided that, you know, 2012 was like one of the least productive years of my time as an artist. 
so I decided to stop that and start up the sketch a, blo- uh, sketch a day blog again. Uh, and so, yeah, that's pretty much it. I just want to have something every day that says, at least to me, that I'm I'm working. Is it is it difficult? You mentioned sort of showing people or sharing every step of the process. Is it is it hard sometimes? You know, on a day when maybe you can only spend t- those ten minutes. You know, that that minimum ten minutes to still be able to say. Yes, I'm going to put this out here. Like maybe it's not to the state of doneness you want, or you're, you know what I mean. Right. Um, and put that up there with the stuff that you're really happy with. That you know either you've gotten to spend a lot of time on, or you're just really pleased with. Is that is that difficult as an artist to be able to put all of those things up together to force yourself to do that? It's uh, it's not difficult for me. Uh, I think you know doing it for the first year uh, really got me over that because. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, in the past couple of months, honestly, most everything that I've put up has just been stuff I've been doing on post-it notes. That's fun. Uh, I like that. When I'm at my job, you know, just free time here and there. Uh, but I've also discovered that when I put stuff up like that or just stuff that I'm doodling real quick, like I've been waiting out uh, in the lobby while the other bands were on and I've just been doodling and they're not great, but I'm going to put them all on my blog. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's it's... I found that it's stuff like that where I'm putting almost no thought into anything that I'm doing that actually gets the most response. Hmm. And the stuff that I spend hours or days or weeks on almost gets nothing uh, in terms of, you know, any kind of reaction to it. And it's like I'm putting my heart and my soul into this. (laughs) Isn't that always the way? (laughs) But that little dumb post-it sketch that I did, you know, while I was waiting for a file to load, everybody loves that. Uh, So it's just... It's weird yeah. <laughs> when I see those reactions, but I'm, uh, you know, no, I'm not afraid of, of showing that stuff, you know, in comparison to the stuff that I'm slaving over, you know. <laughs> now, um, this, this year also, you've been, you've been getting, getting out with your art. Um, I know that you, you were at Horror Hound, which is kind of a different setting um, for, for some artists do it regularly, but um for someone who comes from the comic world originally, uh, and I know that was a different setting for you, um, what was your decision to do that, and and how did you feel about about the experience of taking your art out to someplace, you know, kind of a different environment or a different realm for you? Um, yeah, I, I used to do a couple of comic conventions uh, back when I was actively trying to make them, um, and I had a very similar experience at Horrorhound as as I did there, where you know, it's hard to get an audience. It's hard to get people, especially in an environment like Horror Hound, where there are thousands of people just walking past your table like <laughs> every hour uh, to get to notice you. Um, but the reason I decided to start doing that was because, you know, I, I was not producing any work. Uh, and I wanted, I started, you know, yeah, like I said, comics are not my strong suit anymore. Uh, but this is something that I can, you know, I can make prints, I can make, you know, large pieces of illustrative art or posters and something that I'm starting to get into. Uh, and I thought that this might be a good place. It's got, you know, subject matters that, uh, I enjoy, you know, I'm, I'm a horror fan. Uh, and you know, I've got a friend, uh, who has been doing this for a few years, uh, going to different horror conventions and, you know, like I said, it's hard to find an audience, but he's working at it. And so I thought, well, you know, maybe this is something I could do as well. 
Um, and yeah, it's it's a similar experience to a comic convention, but it's a very different experience as well uh, because you know my art is very comic like and very cartoony and it seems like an audience is not very receptive to that, especially at a, a place like horror hound. And it was a very fun show and I'm doing another one, you know, in the near future. Uh, but it was very, uh, they were very specialized in what they were looking for and what they were looking for was not exactly what I was producing. Uh, but it didn't deter me. Like it just makes me want to try harder at it. That's gotta be, that's gotta be, um, a um, almost a good feeling when you when you can get to that point as an artist where setbacks like that or or a difference in audience doesn't make you say oh i'm giving up you know and and just makes you say okay i did this i learned from it now i'm gonna go do it again and tweak my tweak my ideas or just try harder or keep at it right uh you know yeah for me like it's definitely i don't want to you know, cater what I'm doing to like a specific audience. I still want to do what I want to do. Uh, so, you know, for me, it's just sort of stubborn. Perseverance. <laughs> uh, Nothing but, wrong with that. No. But at the same time, you know, every single day, you know, I, I want to give up, you know, I mean, it, it is there and it is in my nature, <laughs> um, you know, and it's a fight to, to not do that. And again, that's why I do the sketch a day thing because it, it is a battle that I know that I can win every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, not giving up is, is part of that. Uh, because, yeah, like, I walked away from Horror Hound thinking this was not a great experience for me. I totally shouldn't do this again. Uh, but, you know, at the same time, just get over it and do it again. You mm-hmm. know, uh, who cares whether you didn't sell anything this time? Maybe next time you will. Yeah. You know, have something new next time and, and just keep building you know uh, what you're doing and also the more you do it the more you get better at it too so absolutely now you do you do commission work um which people if if they're interested in in looking at your work or or um talking to you about commission uh sketches and drawings they can go to your website for that yes uh it's uh seanborn.net s-h-o-n-b-o-r-n um yeah, and uh, just send me an email from there, or uh, you can find me on Facebook or Twitter and send me a message from there. And uh, I charge ten dollars uh, to do uh, an eight by ten commission, uh, black and white. Um, generally, you know, again, I, I come from a comic book background, so that is what I am best suited for. But you know, I, I like doing horror related stuff or just pop culture. You know, I, I am a, an absolute geek, so I, uh, <laughs> you know, whatever. <laughs> Now, uh, one cool project that you you got involved uh, with was that you sort of helmed up um, Bloodline Videos uh, partnering with um, getting the new Shock Theater series out on DVD. And you sort of took on the the art, I would say like almost the art direction of that project in addition to um, helping do some of the actual artwork. Talk a little bit about what that experience was like for you. Uh, At times frustrating. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, my, my good friend Matt uh, was uh, sort of charged with, uh, you know, putting this out and uh, he was looking for a direction and he just wanted a bunch of artists to do covers. 
And I told him that I think one of the best ways to do it would be to have some sort of unifying uh, theme across all the, the DVD covers. And so just it sort of fell onto me to, <laughs> uh, to come up with that theme. Uh, so I designed like a template and made sure that it wouldn't completely obscure every artist's uh, piece, you know, because I think 20 some artists were involved altogether, myself included. Uh, and it was, you know, just meant to, to give all the DVDs like a nice look so that if a fan would buy all of them, it looks good on their shelf and you know they can always see which one is which, you know. Uh, and it was a struggle at times, uh, but a lot of it was just coming from, I mean, I, I don't want to badmouth all artists, but uh, <laughs> all artists are not exactly reliable. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the organizational part of the art that, right. that gets in the way. And that's the thing. Yeah. You know, artists like to make art. They don't like to, uh, you know, organize or be business people or, you know, anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and and just recently, um, another sort of DVD cover that I have to mention because the the actual product is making its debut this weekend is that you um, have also done some work for Baron von Porkchop, right? Uh, and you did the cover for the uh, the Arcade Fever special, which is going to be airing uh, Friday night on DATV. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> is it is it fun for you as as a as a horror fan um, to get to do projects like this that sort of get in with the local film community? Absolutely. Uh, you know, uh, I used to work at a TV station, and you know, the thing about people who work at a TV station is none of them want to be in TV; they all want to make movies. <laughs> and so I sort of found myself in this world of just filmmakers all around me. Uh, and even after I left, like, I just still feel like I kept meeting people who wanted to make movies. Uh, and, I mean, it's, you know, it's like all art, you know. It's, it's you know, creative and it's fun to be a part of, uh, you know, uh, and uh, sort of latch on to, you know, any aspect of it is, you know, I think a good thing. Uh, you know, you just want to, because all you want to do is you just want to get your work out there uh, in, in any way possible. And so being asked to make a DVD cover, especially for, you know, a genre that, you know, I love, you know, like horror, uh, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's fun, you know, and, and, uh, you know, generally I'm allowed, you know, to do whatever I want, you know, within realms, uh, you know, yeah, it's, it's just a good time. (laughs) (laughs) Now, in addition to, um, all of the, the visual art, you're also a podcaster and you've sort of built this this network of, of podcasts um, about all these kind of like cool geeky things that we're talking about, you know, movies and pop culture and things like that. Um, give us a little a little rundown. Well, first of all, how did you how did you decide to get into podcasting? Were you did you listen to a lot of podcasts leading up to that or uh, I did. Um, I actually podcasting was just one of those things where. Like, I, I don't want to listen to that, you know, yeah. geeks talking on the internet about stuff they love. <laughs> yeah. uh, but then one of my friends convinced me to start listening to this uh, comic book podcast and like, I loved it, you know, and, uh, and they all like had like a nice sense of humor. And, and I think that's what really, you know, uh, grabbed me to it. Um, and so uh, every Saturday for like the last six or seven years uh i have been doing a drawing night with uh, one of my friends and uh we would just start listening to podcasts to like fill the time while we were just 
drawing and working on whatever projects we were doing. Uh, and then just one day I was like, hey, would you want to do a podcast with me? And he was like, yeah, I would do one. And, you know, I started looking into it and buying the equipment wasn't too expensive and you could just do it out of your home and a computer. And so it just started that way. And then uh, next thing I know, I have uh, three of my own podcasts and a fourth one that I really don't have anything to do with. <laughs> That's got to be, I I think it's funny from, from the original podcast, Gutter Trash, all, all of these sort of other ones popped up with other friends. Did you find that as 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 you were starting to do these, you were like, "Oh, this is fun. I should pull this person in or or how did you how did these these subsequent podcasts sort of pop up out of the original? That is pretty much exactly what it was <laughs> um, I'm uh not too social a person uh and you know all of my friends have lives, uh so this was sort of a way that oh, I get to actually hang out with my friend for a couple of hours." Uh, if as long as uh, we can record each other's conversations, uh, hey, why not? <laughs> right. uh, but you know, uh, I also wanted to make each one a little bit different than the other one, uh, just so that uh, it wasn't just you know three you know conversations that I'm having with three different people, but the same conversation. But sometimes it often is. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was just uh, an excuse for me to try to hang out with my friends more often. And, uh, yeah, we just uh, hang out for a couple of hours and have fun and just talk about dumb things. <laughs> and and have something to show for it afterwards. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's not as creatively rewarding as, you know, drawing something, but it's it's still out there and it's us, you know, unfiltered pretty much, you know. I, I, um, Mark Marin was talking about sort of the idea that podcasts in a way especially long form like he does and like you're doing are sort of preserving the art of the conversation and (laughs) in a way that you know like you're saying you know you have a time every week where you're going to sit down and you're going to talk to your friends and not everybody can say that do you feel like it's it's sort of by having that structure that the podcast creates that it's sort of given you a chance to really like reconnect with some friends uh, I think so. Uh, I mean, uh, I'm definitely closer with the people that I host these podcasts with uh, than, you know, some of my other friends, honestly, which is a little sad. But, uh, you know, yeah, we've, we've definitely got to know each other a lot better. And there's definitely more of a, a connection, I think. Uh, and, you know, sometimes, though, you know, we'll just be having conversations uh, outside of the podcast and oh, we should wait. We should wait for the show. <laughs> That's a funny. That's a funny thing that gets created out of that. Like, right. Oh, maybe we. <laughs> As somebody who kind of lives in front of a microphone, I understand that completely. Like, oh, where was the mic? <laughs> if people want to um, find your your podcast, um, it, are those on your website as well? Can they link to them from there? Or? Uh, yeah, they can get it from the uh, the blog. Uh, but it's also guttertrash dot net uh, is the main one, and then there's yeah four others that they can link to from there. <laughs> Fabulous, fabulous. Well, um, check it out, guys. Uh, Eric's website, we've got his uh, blog linked on our Facebook page. We're facebook.com slash kaleidoscope radio. He is seanborn.net. Go there, check out his work, get a sketch. They're awesome. I have several. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, keep your eyes to this guy's work. Uh, He's always doing really cool things on his blog, and the podcasts are super fun. Eric, 
thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. Uh, all the info on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Kaleidoscope Radio. We've got time for just a tad more music. Alternative radios coming on at 11. This is Kaleidoscope on Wiseau.